Hey friends, we're back with part two of our catch-up episode. I feel like we just had so much to talk about because we didn't talk for so long and I hope you're enjoying it and we're literally just picking up right where we left off. So let's dive on in. Welcome to the Beyond Birth podcast. Join us each week as we take the conversation of motherhood beyond birth. I'm your co-host, Liz Winters, a nutritional therapy practitioner, certified pre- and postnatal coach, BirthFit regional director, and mama. I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Jenny Anderson, mama, doula, and fellow BirthFit regional director. Our hope is to inspire, educate, and empower women as they navigate pregnancy, postpartum, and parenthood with evidence-based guidance, informative interviews, and entertaining anecdotes from our perspectives as moms, entrepreneurs, and birth professionals. While you're listening, please keep in mind that the information on this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's dive in. Okay, I need to go back though because this thing's been like it's like a flashbulb in my my mind right now. Um, I know you want to get out of yoga pants, but the fact that you are you had this meditative experience that was Mm -hmm. kind of interesting and intriguing, and you also want to like incorporate movement regularly. Dare I say yoga? And I mean like finding the right yoga teacher and the right yoga studio. Like, sure, we can all do yoga at home, and you don't need a lot of equipment, etc. But I love going to a yoga class when it ends up being a guided meditation sort of thing where like, I'm still moving my body. One of my yoga instructors calls it uh, meditation in motion. So she's, you're, you're moving, you're literally moving, like it's a whole vinyasa flow, but she's talking to you about like these things in your life that you wouldn't think about if you had five minutes to yourself, you kind of need that like meditative ingredient, the breath work ingredient, and then the movement. So I'm just saying it might be, might be something for 2019 Liz. You know what? I was looking at a yoga membership, so I feel like you're just like on my wavelength right now because I need, I need a new space to move. I love my gym. I love my gym. They're wonderful. I just, I have a hard time being there because it's really triggering. Um, cause that's like where I spent my pregnancy. (laughs) Right. Um, and so I need, I need another space. Whenever we walk into a space that we've always gone to, we have a certain expectation of how we should behave in that space. Yeah. Maybe nobody else in that space in your gym, maybe nobody thinks you should expect to serve, like to, they don't expect anything specific of you, but we carry with us this expectation of like, right. I always say hi to Bob and I always make everybody laugh in class. And I always kind of bitch about how heavy it is or whatever it might be. And, but then when you get to walk into a new space, you get to show up as this whole fresh person that you actually are today. And that, that can be really refreshing. I think that's what I've been craving too, is just not necessarily anonymity, but just to not be the girl that lost the baby, right? Yeah. Or who you were before Elliot, because you are a completely different human being. Totally different human. Yeah. And Um, and it's a piece of my story, but it is not my entire story. No. And I think that that is what I'm struggling to find. And I am also probably putting that expectation on other people, but I also just, that's just the space I'm in right now. Right. So that was kind of the beautiful thing about the conference this weekend is that I met a lot of new people and they don't know me. Right. 
And then like, I met a lot of people who know my story, but also know like this, the part of me that has come from that story. So it's just, it, it was really freeing in a lot of ways and really invigorating. Completely. It's this like, to me, a constant struggle between it was a defining moment, but it does not define me. Yes. So how does that, what, how does that make sense? So how do you show up in that? Yeah. Like how do I represent both those things at the same time? Yeah. Fuck. Right? I'm not sure. You let me know when you get there. Oh, okay. Well, I was hoping you would figure it out. Damn. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm working my way to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> We're no. just putting the hours. No, that's not going to work, is it? I'm actually really working on my self-care. We've talked about this before, of me having this um, routine post-doula yeah. post clients, you know? How is that going? Tell us about it. I mean, I'm getting, I'm working at it. So I had a mama who delivered early Tuesday morning. Um, ah. Oh yeah, yeah, we were up at the same time. Yeah, we were. <laughs> um, and my new commitment to myself is a bath after every delivery because Ooh. this is what my, my little logical brain came up with when I was sitting in the bath, is that a bath is both cleansing and restoring. I love that so much. So I like literally was like, okay, I can release all of these things. I've been doing this, all of this, you know, kind of energy I've been holding in space. I've been holding it. Like, like I can let all that go now. Everything is okay. Every, you know, we're there. And now I can like restore and soak into it and feel good about it because there's also a lot of really wonderful energy that comes with being present to a mama at a birth. And so you want to kind of like, I don't want to just throw away God, that'd be a terrible analogy right now. I'm not going to say it, but like, I want to hold on to all the positive and, and feel my soul rejuvenated with the positive of the work I do, but also cleanse myself of the heaviness of being awake for a really long time, being attentive and being like all those, you know, all those things that come with it. So like a bath really kind of felt like a good balance. Yeah. Because you're, you're on, you have to be on for that entire process, right? Yeah. So giving yeah. yourself that moment. And what's, what's kind of cool about a bath, right. Is like, it's not like a shower. You can't like get in, get out. If you get in and get out in a bath, like you're wasting the bath. Right. No, yeah. I don't do that. Right. Yeah. You got it. You got it. And you got to sit with it a little bit and you're much more like attentive to what you're doing when you're doing it, whether it's washing or soaking or thinking or like, you're just, yeah, you're more in it. And I, I, so a bath has been my new go to. And I was kind of proud of myself for stumbling upon that. You should be proud of yourself. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I know. I know. Like I was like, Oh, right, I found something, you know, cause I've been yeah. struggling with that. Yeah. I've been struggling with that for sure. So did you take a bath Tuesday after your birth? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was, like when I sat, I was like, I was, um, so I came home, I fell into bed. <laughs> so baby was born at three forty, and he had <sighs> some respiratory issues. And so mm -hmm. he had, um, so I stayed with him a little bit longer and he's doing okay. And, um, so I didn't get home until about six thirty, six forty-five. and the house normally store stirs around six forty-five, seven. So I was like, right into bed. If nobody sees me, they won't wake me up. <laughs> like they won't expect me to make the breakfast. So I kind of fell into bed and then I woke up again at 10 AM and at 10 AM I went straight into the bath. And so it was kind it was like the same as if I had just done right to the bath. Um, yeah. And then I was sitting there thinking like, this is a good idea. This is a good idea because I'm both getting to relive the really wonderful moments, but also feeling kind of like all the tension that I was holding just literally release into the, the water. So 
baths, people. They're underrated. They're super underrated. And if I could just make a plea to all the contractors listening, oh. make them a little bit longer. Just a six foot bathtub. No, they're because they're five feet. A five foot. Come on. Come on. Like a soaking bathtub should also not be $9,000. We were looking at new bathtubs. Nope. So much. Just buy a new house at that point. So much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So St. Charles, on a funny note, you guys could picture this. St. Charles has like jacuzzi tubs and that's the hospital here in bed. Jacuzzi tubs for you to labor in. And, um, so I, you know, can I get a jacuzzi tub? This is with Grace. They're like, sure, sure, sure. And I basically was able to wedge my feet on one end and then wedge my arse in the other end. And my legs were like straight. And I was just, I was, I was wedged into that tub and not an inch to spare on any direction. And they were like, Oh, this, this. I was like, nice jacuzzi tub. This doesn't fit anything. Nope. <laughs> this is not helping anybody. Yeah. No. So. I got into a jacuzzi. Contractors. Tub. Bigger tubs, people. Right? I got into a jacuzzi tub when I was laboring with Elliot. And <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to make everything feel so much better. And the water was cold and it still wasn't deep enough. Like, I was like, I, my ass is still not covered. Like, right? wh- like what is happening? I wonder if I should, I was like, on my hands and knees. Like, I, 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 was like, I get that. I get the ass. Yeah. That's how the ass Thank is you. out. I wonder if it like, so St. Charles, you know, they are not trained in delivering a baby in the water. And so they definitely do not want you to push in the water or have mm-hmm. a baby in the water. And I wonder if you were going in for a delivery of a loss, if we could like arrange, maybe I need to like use my nonprofit to like fundraise for a tub for those mamas. Cause it's like, could I just be in the big tub? Could I just, is there anybody got a problem with this? Nope. No problems. Thank you so much. I would like to be submerged in a nice inflatable tub. And like, maybe that'd be easier, you know? Terrible idea. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt harsh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. It was just like, oh, gut. Sorry. I mean, yeah. That's my, I'm sorry, love. I don't no, mean to don't. No, 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 no. No apologies necessary at all. I know. I think about like how I would have felt in the moment. I don't know. If they would have been like, you could climb to the tub, I probably would have totally spent the whole time in the tub. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. I was really bummed. I, probably because your ass was in the cold air the whole time. Fucking ass in the air. What? Uh, I tried to get in the tub with Edie because you couldn't birth in the tub at Kaiser, but you could um, labor. How big was the tub? Still like a typical? I, I actually never got to see it oh. <laughs> because that labor was so fast. Not as fast as the birth you did a couple weeks ago. Um, thank God. <laughs> but... By the time they had it filled up, my contractions were so intense and coming so quickly. I couldn't make it from the birthing ball to the hallway. Like I made it to the door and I was like, nope, not going to get it. Not going to get there. Can I hear, can we, not tonight, mm-hmm. can we do Edie's um, birth story at some point? Oh yeah. It's a good one. I would love to do that. Cause for a first time mama, that's a, that's, that sounds a little fast and intense. Like. First contraction at 4.30, baby at 10.15. That's fast. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. I always tell all my first-time mamas, they're like, you know, if I, I'm hoping for a doula to make things shorter. I'm like, no, 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 no. You want the opposite. <laughs> you want this nice and spread out. And right. Fast labors are intense. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would love to hear her, her birth story. Sweet Edith. I almost said me too. And I was like, oh no, I was there. I, I would be telling it. I got it. Yeah, but were you telling it all together? Like when's the last time you did that? I tell Edith her birth story um, on her birthday every year. So I, I mean, so in July of this past year, but we talk about it frequently. Really? Yeah. Because well, I don't know, I don't know my birth story and I feel like birthdays are as much as of a celebration for mom as it is for baby. I think it's more mom than baby. Well, I think it should be more mom than baby. Totally. Like, I feel like I need to get my mom a present on my birthday. That's a really good point. Um, yeah. So like I, I've made a point because I, I still haven't written either of my birth stories down. Um, so I make a point of continually telling them. So they're ingrained. I love I that. They're important. I love that. I, so Mac was born in November. My birthday's in January. Mm-hmm. And that birthday, I called my mom just sobbing. Like, oh, I love you so much. And now I understand. And, and like, she was like, she was like, best birthday gift ever. Oh, Her birthday. <laughs> but yeah, so that. just like you were saying, where it's now I owe my mom a gift on my birthday. Right. Do you have a good relationship with your mom? Can yeah. I ask you that on a recorded yeah. podcast? Yeah. <laughs> luckily you can yes no it's really good my mom is an incredible woman who is so incredible because she has worked through her own struggles and faults and like continues to just show up honestly with me and so even though we have we're very different human beings and we come from um very different beliefs and approaches and the way we process things like we're very different we um have always just shown up really honestly to one another and like eternally grateful for the blessing that is my mama that's awesome yeah i I mean like there are definitely days that like because of those differences there's some frustrations let's say sure that she is um ah she's incredible yeah. I have a really awesome mom too. You do? Yeah. Oh, my mom was, my mom was fucking rad. I, um, I was, I get, maybe I'm, I'm a jealous by default. Maybe I am. <laughs> I always kind of panic at the idea of like sharing my mother with another daughter. Okay. Like that, that would have freaked me out. I have a brother. So I was always okay. like, oh, it's a different relationship. Um, but having sisters and having a relationship with your mom, like how has that how is that different than if you were just an only girl? I mean, I, I don't know because I'm the youngest of five. So I'm like, this is just how it was. How many sisters do you have? Two? I have two sisters and two brothers. Yeah. 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 So I think our, our relationship, I feel like my relationship with my mom is probably, I mean, it's, it's different with every kid. Um, but I feel like ours is especially different because I'm the baby. Like I'm the youngest and I'm the youngest by a lot. I make this face because I'm like, I totally get it, mom. <laughs> I totally empathize with your mom now. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, because the first, her first three kiddos, um, are all a year and a half apart ish. And then there's a five year gap. I know God bless her <laughs> five year gap and my brother and then a five year gap. And then me, were you a whoops or you were just a pump the brakes? I don't ask those questions. Um, <laughs> Don't bring me that has booze because I will. <laughs> I, I, I just don't. I don't want to. Nope, not not gonna go there. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, uh, so my mom and I had a lot of like quality time 
yeah. growing up. And like, we, she would drive me to high school and drive me to school. Um, cause she worked in Tacoma and like, I, I went to high school in a different town cause I went to private school and she worked in that same town. And so like, we had like our morning ritual together. We'd go out for coffee and like drive into school. So it was like a 30 minute drive and like hang out. And even like, no, yeah, I went to Catholic high school. Um, yeah. But like, actually we had that routine, like since I was in elementary school, like oh. not as the coffee was added later, but like we would drive <laughs> in together. Cause my mom, my parents are both elementary school principals. And so I would go into school with them early. Liz, how come I never knew this? You, this is freaking me out a little bit. So for you guys to know, I went to Catholic school, kindergarten through 12. My mom was a Catholic school principal. What? And my dad was a captain in the sheriff's department. So I like oh, to tell people funny. there was some structure at my household, just like you. You're like, there was some structure. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. But I, that was something else I learned. At, um, like, I was like, I need to call my mom because after my mastermind weekend, like, I forget how unique it is and how lucky it is to have a good relationship with your parents. And that came up for a lot of people this weekend where it was just like, they had some shit they needed to work through, like with forgiving shitty parents or shitty relationships or, or whatever the circumstance might be. And I was like, oh man, like, I love my mom. I love my dad. Like, yeah, we have our shit and like, yeah, I need therapy for some things, but also I, I'm like already starting a therapy fund for Edith. That's fine. Right. It's just my mom and I like to joke. Like, I mean, I look at my children and just think in what ways am I going to screw you up? Like what, what <laughs> he notes on? Cause we're all sending our children to therapy somehow. Somehow. We just don't know. Yeah. So no. yeah, it's just reminding me. Thing. Yes. I'm incredibly lucky to have my parents. They're, they're good. Good people. Yeah, good people. Um, man, it's so it's been a lot. We've had we've yeah. had some intense couple weeks, huh? Yeah. We should not take this long in between talking. No, clearly. Yeah. I'm gonna need another can of wine here pretty soon. I know. I'm out of my kombucha and my tea, which makes me think we might be coming to a close. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear more about your weeks. You had a birth. Did you have anything else exciting happen? It doesn't have to be exciting. Not really. Um, the birth, the, my stuff is mostly that I take my energy and I focus it on. So remember how we've talked about that my love language is words of affirmation. It's kind of my love language for myself of like, if I achieve something, then I'm good enough, then I've done good, then I'm um, safe from people saying I'm not good enough. You know, it's, it's also a defense mechanism. And so when I kind of mentioned before how Fred and I have this conversation about, you know, um, wanting our, our life to be a little bit different than what it is, like literally day in and day out right now, it, it's against what my mind is telling me because my mind is telling me, no, you're really valuable when you do valuable things. Um, my mind does not tell me that I'm really valuable when I'm enjoying life. And, um, so I think that all in all on a week to week basis, I'm putting a lot of focus on what have I achieved this week and not, yeah, how has my heart felt? Right. How have I connected to my family? How have I connected to the world around me? What things made me feel alive? Yeah. So I think that, um, I don't have a lot to tell you 
And that tells me something. But that's probably... It's wonderful. Thank you. My gratitude is like palpable right now. Yeah. Thank you. Good for you. (laughs) I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, you say, we say that, but it all depends, I guess, on how I show up to the world tomorrow. Because of course my day tomorrow is like nicely scheduled out on my calendar (laughs) right now. And it will be whether or not I'm able to integrate that existing schedule with a, um, shift in mindset perhaps right you know so do you have um have you set up some like daily non-negotiables no because they're always negotiable sure sure so I struggle with that right yeah I would love a non-negotiable to be yoga slash movement I would and like the yoga to me is both movement and meditation and so like I would love every day to include meditation and movement and it's like those happen in one thing, i.e. yoga, great. Um, I would love a non-negotiable to be outside. I would love a non-negotiable to be like extreme laughter, like something that makes me just laugh really hard. every day. Um, but like, there's always a good reason. I just burped everybody. Sorry about that. There's always a good reason why it's not the best time to do fill in the blank. Sure. So what if, but what if you scheduled, cause I, you and I are very similar in that we schedule this shit out of our days. So if you scheduled in mm-hmm. your five minutes of yoga and meditation, like five minutes. Right. I need to do, I need to do that. And I think that my pockets are the early morning and this is probably a really wonderful weekend to start because Mac actually left tonight to go with my parents. So she's at my parents' house tonight. Tomorrow morning, they're going to start their drive from Ben down to Sacramento to visit my great, my grandmother mm. um, and my aunt and uncle and, and cousin and whatnot, um, her children and everything. But uh, she's right now in our room. She sleeps in our room because eventually the girls will share a room. But right now, they're just like this perfect age where they wake each other up and everybody's crying at three o'clock in the morning and nothing should be happening at three o'clock in the morning. So... That's not good. That's what we've talked um, about. We're like, yeah. we're getting it full circle right now. Yeah, yeah, we are. The title of this episode is 3 a.m. Um, <laughs> so like, so Fred and I, for the first time in a very long time, have the room to ourselves. And maybe now I can kind of set an alarm for 6 a.m. and just sit down on my bedroom floor and meditate for five minutes. Like that yeah. sounds like a great opportunity to start a new practice, a new routine. Self-practice. Self-practice. That's all it is, right? It's just Definitely. self-practice. Yeah. I think I love that idea. I love also the five minutes because in my head, I'm like, no, I got to put on my pants, my yoga pants. You have to go to the yoga studio. I got to go to the yoga studio. I got to take advantage of like, no, I just have to. That would be the ideal, right? Like, but here the non-negotiable could be like, I'm setting aside five minutes for a moving meditation. I love that. So it's like little things. So like, yeah, yeah. My non-negotiables then like, honestly, on a day-to-day basis, my non-negotiables are a hug from Fred. Um, A hug from the girls, multiple hugs from the girls. I'm a hugger with them for sure. Um, face-to-face with my horses at least one point and a vegetable. Ooh, okay. I love that. I mean, like, I know this sounds really ridiculous, but like, there's something about my brain that freaks out. If I have like eggs for breakfast and I don't even know like what I would have that I wouldn't have a vegetable by lunchtime, but if I made it to dinner, like, but it's pasta, possible. Let's say pasta for lunch, right? Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. a muffin because I'm running late. It's possible. <laughs> change the 
We've changed episode title. It's it's possible. <laughs> yeah, Working like, titles. <laughs> but like, if I make it to dinner and I have it at a bench, well, there's a part of my body that like freaks out that I'm gonna like be constipated for a week and my whole system's gonna <laughs> shut down. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, a vegetable. I feel like this is a good place to end it on constipation. <laughs> oh no, not on my comments about my great. No. <laughs> I hear you that we've gone on we've gone on plenty long enough yeah I think we're we're at like an hour 15 right now oh god I hope we're entertaining enough I do too I do too <sighs> I've loved doing this and so even at the end of the day even if it is just you and I talking into the abyss it's been oh it makes my heart so, so happy. therapeutic totally <laughs> so happy so happy <laughs> Do you think it would be the same kind of therapy if it wasn't recorded? No. Right? No, I think... Okay, I'm glad. I was self-conscious about asking that, but I'm (laughs) glad you got the same thing. No, there's like an accountability to speaking out in a way that's not completely self-destructive and unhealthy. Even though sometimes maybe those thoughts creep into my head, I'm like, no, 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 that's... that's, You know for a fact that's not true, Jenny. Don't even go down that path. And I really appreciate that that's... So my friend and I go to therapy and I, um, and our therapist, like we do not go see our therapist solo because it's like, no, you can't, if Fred wasn't in front of me and I was angry at him one day and I just went to my therapist and was like, rah, 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 Fred, like that, what's that helping? Like I always have to be accountable to Fred, right? I have to be right. like, Fred, let me tell you what you did that pissed me off. And he's like, well, let me tell you what you said first that pissed me off. Like at least it's a, it's an actual conversation. It's not just me bitching about something. Sure. So, that's what I feel like the recording does for us. It's like, oh no, no, don't just get crazy on yourself. Cause we'd have a lot more cuss words and we'd be a lot more huffy puffy, like, you know, that kind of. I'd make the noise. Drink. I have a little more wine. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into the Beyond Birth podcast. If you love what you're hearing, we'd be so thrilled if you'd subscribe, rate, and leave a review for our podcast wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time.